I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what do I do? Where do I go? Where do I? It just didn't make sense to me. For all I know, it was like King James or something. I just didn't understand it anyway. But anyway, um, so I know that that was a moment where I knew I needed God, but I just didn't know how to get him. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Amber Meadows. Her story is one that shares how our relationship with God can always be growing and allowing it to grow can change your life for the better. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton and sitting with me today is Amber Meadows. Amber, thank you so much for joining the Behind My Journey podcast. Well, thanks for letting me share my story. And I apologize to Amber. This is an audio medium, so no one's going to know this. I forgot my small headphones, so I had to go find huge, <laughs> massive headphones that are covering basically like 60% of my head. So It's a very cool look. Yeah, it's a podcast look is what Amber <laughs> said. I told her that I tried to make it like a conversation, but now it's, it's, it's definitely a podcast. It's a full-out podcast. But we're definitely going to get to know you today, Amber. Uh, that's, that's part of hearing your story, hearing your journey. And part of that is, of course, you started attending the Journey Church in 2017. So you've been going for five, maybe six years, right? Yes. And how was it that you ended up finding Journey Church? Do you remember? Um, We had been going to another church here um, in Murray, the only church we had been going to for like 16 years. And it just came a point where we just needed a change. Mm -hmm. And so we had heard amazing things about Journey, and it was totally different. Um, than what anything we had ever experienced yeah. before. But we just started coming and um, my kids cried because it was so, the music was loud and they didn't <laughs> know anybody. But Bonnie Otway was like the lifesaver for my family and mm-hmm. just made them feel comfortable and we knew her before. And so anyway, we started coming, but we came in a time when, you know, we came and then COVID hit and yeah. then it was shut down. And then um, I had to be out for a little bit and then the building shut down. So it was kind of like, this is like our first full mm-hmm. year of being here. So oh. Well, I, I know that that area or that time was a little hectic. And uh, you mentioned that you, you volunteered in the past, uh, helping in the nursery and kind of children's ministry stuff. But one thing that you did was you kind of stepped forward whenever COVID hit. You helped, uh, you, you kind of described it to me, but what exactly was it that you kind of uh, volunteered your time to help with? So, yeah, I loved the babies, loved mm-hmm. being in the nursery. And then, yeah, when COVID hit, um, I just helped Lauren um, in the office of trying to figure out how I mean, she is brilliant and love her. Um, but just how do you connect with these kids, you know, during COVID when you can't see them? Yeah. So a lot of mailings, a lot of like, how do we get fun things to these kids? So I spent time at the office a lot doing that. So, And we talked about before we started recording at that time, I think I was helping uh, record video or not record videos, but I was editing some of the videos for the children's ministry. So we might have even That's right. crossed paths or email paths at That's some point. That's a cool I, connection. I'm not, sure. I'm not entirely sure, but... And I know that you helped with that. And then another part of your journey story is that you are in a small group. So how, how has that been? I'm sure we'll probably talk about it a little bit more in depth later on in the episode. But how has that small group been? Uh, and did you join that as soon as you started uh, attending journey or was it a little bit afterwards? No, honestly, I, we struggled to find a group to be in because we didn't know anybody here. Mm-hmm. So that was a hard thing for us um, trying to like navigate that I guess. So anyway, so we just the Carters um, that you interviewed. Mm-hmm. Like um, Anyway, we started a small group. We just kind of just went, right, we're going to bring our kids. We're going to do family stuff. We did Advent studies, all of these things. And then um, just recently we kind of grew that. And I'm also part of a women's Bible study that has really been um, a lifesaver for me. So 
um, yeah, I just, we just belong to a couple different ones, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> and like I said, I'm sure we'll kind of get into that a little bit later on in the episode, but what we always have to do at the Buy My Journey podcast is kind of dive into your story and really get to know you. So Amber, I'm going to ask the, the first question that I always, always lead with. What moment, or I guess explain when you placed your faith in Jesus as your savior? So this is where I feel like it, I could get wordy. So um, <laughs> don't worry about it. That's what this is for. The podcast people get so, to hear people talk. I will. I want to to tell you where I'm at. I feel like I need to say where I came from. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up Catholic. I grew up um, going to church. It was a priority for my family. Um, my grandma, my mom, we made sure that we were there all the time. Um, but through that, I never really learned how to use a Bible. I never really learned how to open that up um, and make it relevant to me. I went through catechism, um, Wednesday night churches, all of the confirmation, all of the things. Um, But I would say over the course of my life, there have just been pivotal moments that have led me to where I'm not now. I never had like that. I was telling you, I never had that Saul moment where I met Jesus on the road, right? So um, there have been just different times that have played a big part in me getting here. So one of those was I mentioned confirmation and I, um, I've always had like, I felt like I had a great childhood until about my middle school years. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that my dad wasn't as nice as I thought he was. And so I hit a really low point and I was probably in middle school. I remember, um, sorry. It's okay. I even practiced this so that I wouldn't be emotional and not hidden. But, um, I wrote letters to my mom because I didn't want to be on this earth anymore. And she found them. And um, I remember, I was like, we had a little talk or whatever. And I remember, okay, um, well, what do I do now? You know, and so I opened up that white Bible that I got from um, my confirmation class. Um, and I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I was like, what do I do? Where do I go? Where do I? It just didn't make sense to me. For all I know, it was like King James or something. I just didn't understand it anyway. But anyway, um, so I know that that was a moment where I knew I needed God, but I just didn't know how to get him. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's, it's interesting. So. It, it, it was maybe, and I don't want to speak for you, but it seems like maybe it was instinctual to make that step. Yeah. Like, okay, I've just gone through this moment in my life uh, that's definitely been testing and trying. And then you turned right to the Bible. Right. And I, I can relate to that because whenever I was a kid, the Bible was just kind of something that sat on like the side table yeah. or by your bed, and I never really opened it. So whenever you did end up opening it, what were some things that you kind of discovered, even if you maybe didn't understand it completely? But was Honestly, there... I just don't, rem- I don't remember anything like speaking to me. I just mm-hmm. knew for some reason I should open this. Right. You know, and so, because I knew it was the thing to do, but I just didn't know how to mm-hmm. do it. And so anyway, that's, I just remember that being, okay, I knew God was, now looking back, I knew God was there, Yeah. you know. So anyway, fast forward through that, um, I guess I, in high school, um, <laughs> made terrible choices. Always a great student, like all the things that made bad choices. Um, went to college, um, was a single mom at that point, and met my husband, the, um, Chad, who I'm married to now, met him, um, way back in 1999, that's how old I am, that we got married and moved to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And that was another low moment in my life of, 
I didn't want to move to Kentucky. I was headed to law school. I had a plan for my life, and that's not anything that God wanted me to do. Like, he knew that I would throw myself into that and not be a good mom, not just be driven and not, that's not where he wanted me to be. Right. <laughs> so um, anyway, so those doors closed, and that's hard when you are you feel like your life path is one direction and it's not where you end up, right? Especially that was that was probably those doors were doors that you wanted to go through, but right. God didn't want you to go through them. Yes. Yes, definitely. And so that was just like, like I said, another low point in my life. And I got um, really depressed, really just angry of why did I go through all of this? And now I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, because my, my son was starting school, Chad had his job and I was at home, Yeah, you know? And so, um, we had, before I get to the end of that story, I had this moment. And if you've been in Murray for any amount of time, um, Tractor Supply used to be Fashion Bug. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so I remember, which is going to sound funny, but I had another one of those aha moments. Of, I was sitting in this parking lot, and when we moved here, we decided we were going to start going to the Methodist Church. Chad had been um, raised in the Methodist Church. We were going to try that. And um, I remember sitting in the parking lot and going, just God just saying, it's okay. Because you know, when you're raised Catholic, that's what you do, right? And... I just went, I just had this piece about it going, okay, it's okay if I go to the, a different church. It's okay if I'm not going to the Catholic church. Jesus wasn't Catholic. <laughs> you know, like all these things that you were raised with, you, if you want to go to heaven, mm-hmm. you follow this, right? And so I remember that being a huge just relief for me of God just going, it's okay. You can go to a different church, different denomination. It, it is funny that you you go through that that kind of mental battle because... It's not like you're doing anything wrong. You're just going to a different church. So right. I, I understand like it, it just seems like maybe you're breaking those rules that you were kind of instilled yes. with whenever you were a kid. But you choose to go to this church, uh, which, of course, it's a Methodist church. And that was you said Chad is, was raised yes. Methodist. Okay, yes. So um, it, it's, it's very interesting because I know that we talked about before we started that uh, you wouldn't say that your faith transformation happened all at once. It's these little moments. And so I, of course, am going to stay out of the way unless you speak through these moments because it's interesting to see, like, the timeline basically laid out. uh, And then we're going to get back to present day at at some point. Yeah, we will. We'll get there. No, I I am just very intrigued. So continue on, Amber. Okay. Very good. I I want you to – you were worried about rambling. You're not rambling. (laughs) This is your story. So go ahead. Okay. Well, so when I had that moment and I was like, okay, it's okay if we try a different church. It was all right. Um, we, we did go to the Methodist church for 16 years. It was, but through that, at the beginning, I just, like I said, we had moved here. I didn't really have a purpose. Um, and that was like another low point in my life of just going, I, why, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I here? Um, and <laughs> another, like, this is one of those moments where they had a Bible study and it was for the purpose driven life um, by Rick Warren. And that was such a changing moment for me because it wasn't about finding your purpose in life. It was about finding purpose in whatever you are doing. And so that was like, ah, of course, like that's brilliant. Right. And so that really just changed my perspective and how I looked at things. Like I need to find purpose in whatever I'm doing. And I tell my, my son, my teenager now of like, he doesn't know what he wants to do. Um, when he gets, when he does, um, graduate, Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's okay. Like you don't have to have this great 
find your purpose. Just find purpose in whatever you're doing at the moment. That's really good. Yeah, that was so helpful for me. So it's just a great perspective to have. So I'm really thankful for that Bible study. That really just um, was a huge moment in my life. Um, but then we did switch. Um, we did switch churches, and we started coming to Journey, mm-hmm. which again was a huge. Thing, it's a shift. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I came in, I'm like, where's the tabernacle? Where's the cross <laughs> on the stage? Like, <laughs> it's just a different mentality, mm-hmm. right? So, and then I learned the mission and the purpose behind Journey. And it's just a beautiful thing. And it's really just changed my focus to be less about you do this, this, and this, and make sure that we're okay, but we're not, you know, reaching out to the people who don't go to church, people who struggle with their faith, who don't have those rules to follow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I love the mission behind Journey. It just took a minute for me to get there. <laughs> what, what's helped me with a lot of the messages that, that Journey delivers is that uh, most of the time it's, of course, whenever you go to church, it was like, how can this help me? But then right. with the with the Journey, it's like, it's maybe twofold. It's like, how can this help me? But then how can I use this to help others? Absolutely. And so the outward perspective that the Journey kind of focuses on is something that drew me in. Of course, yeah. like you said, it's a big shift because the music's loud and maybe you say like, is the preacher wearing a sweatshirt? Like, is <laughs> right. this like, can I dress He's like that? He's got shoes on. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> uh, but, but definitely a different, a, kind of a different pace, but it's, it's a good pace. And so you would say that whenever you get here, it was different, but you, you felt comfortable, right? At, um, like I love the music. Um, I had to make sure that my family was comfortable too. Yeah. I wanted to make sure cause where we were, and I'm not saying anything bad about where we were. I loved the people at our last church. I still love mm-hmm. them and talk to them, but, um, but like part of my family didn't want to go. They weren't connected. The Sunday school class was girls instead of boys, you know, and I have boys and um, at that age. And so Emerson, my daughter, she cried every time we came and like, cause it was just different, you yeah. know, it was just different. Um, and she would have done that no matter where we went, it was just change, <laughs> right? But Bonnie really helped her feel comfortable. And Emerson has loved every one of her small group leaders. And so um, just finding our pace and finding kind of like settling in and it was just a weird you come and then you know COVID hits and it shuts you yeah, down you know it's just a weird, weird time too so and you kind of spoke on these different moments so was there that was there this sort of last moment that kind of reassured you and confirmed everything or has it just always slowly been oh that, that's a little sign from God that I'm in the right place well um 2021 I had some two, I had two major surgeries and the first one, well, they kind of always seclude you at home, but the first one really secluded me at home. I'm an extrovert. I love people. I get my energy from people. Um, and I was stuck at home for months and it was again, one of those really low moments, but I knew I wasn't going to fall back to like the really low moments that I had before, mm-hmm. but I had a sweet friend, Brandy, who, um, just told me through all of that. Ask God what he wants to do with this time. Because I felt like everything that I loved had been taken away. I couldn't go. I couldn't walk. Like I wasn't able to leave my house. I couldn't walk barely down the hall. Um, I couldn't kayak. I connect with God through nature mm-hmm. and serving. And those two things were taken away. Um, and I know I needed it. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful for where I am. But at that moment, I was like, what is left? Like, what am I supposed to do? And so she just said, ask God what he wants to do with your time. And what he wants you to do with your time. And... Um, what lesson can you learn through this? And I think those two moments um, just a year ago were huge because it just gives you that perspective of whenever you're going through something hard, 
just go, okay, God, what am I supposed to learn from this? What do you want me to do at this time? And so I think that was just, that I was just really transformed last year. And so my word of yeah. the year this year is anew because I know that God is doing new things through me. And um, that's why I'm here sharing this because I'm thinking um, someone out there is struggling and if they can hear parts of this and it helps them, that's what I want to do. And that's what what you just kind of ta- spoke on with the with the surgery thing. It's really easy to, instead of asking how can this help me, is why is this happening? And so to kind of switch the framing of that situation is really good. And it sounds like it's been a very powerful part of your faith journey, too. And then, of course, that's just happened last year. So I think it's it's been really interesting to see that your story is a testament to uh, sometimes when you think of a faith journey, it's like something that happened a long time ago or it happened all at once. And yours is something that is still like an active living, uh, an active living story. And so that's that's been the, the the cool part for me to sit here, and and now that you feel like, or of course I just said it's an active living story, so it's still happening. You're still progressing, but how does life feel now? Do you feel more at peace? Is there a comfort that that kind of comes over you whenever you face difficult situations? I think there's definitely a better perspective. I don't feel like I'm ever going to have my act together. You know, what I mean, like <laughs> I think God is going to continue. Like he, he better just continue to work on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a lot of work ahead of him, but I feel like now when I face difficult things or I'm less anxious, um, I don't automatically go to the lowest spot in my life. You know, like I have no way out, you know, I'm just lost. Um, there's a lot of peace and, um, and confidence came through that because I never realized that the Bible spoke to me. I always read it and it was beautiful and it's for you, mm-hmm. but I never accepted that for me. And so I think when you get to that point of going, okay, he really does love me. This Bible is speaking to me mm-hmm. personally. That's a beautiful thing. And so that just gives you confidence. That gives you like a sense of peace. And um, yeah, he's just really definitely worked through moments to get me here and will continue. <laughs> it sounds like God has worked through moments. He's worked through the word. And mm-hmm. I know that there are most likely some people that have also helped you along the way. So who would you say are some key people that have really influenced your faith journey? Um, I think, you know, just looking back, having my mom make sure that church was a priority. Um, that foundation was mm-hmm. huge because I knew even though I may not have known how the Bible applied to me or how to use it, I knew that church was what you needed to do. Like you needed to be in church in a sense of like just having that foundation. So I knew to do that with my kids. And so um, that was a good foundation for me. Um, I think, you know, the Bible studies, the people who led those, I'm so thankful for them. My friend Brandy, who just is, I called her my counselor. um, (laughs) She does. And like this Bible study, this women's Bible study, I just felt like I was missing that piece, you know, and they just let you show up and be real and they cry with you. They laugh with you. They celebrate with you. And so I would say as hard as it is maybe to, or intimidating as it is to find people to connect with in a new church, um, just look for those people, pray about them. I mean, Dawn and I found each other at a random place and just started talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. like, so, and she's the leader of our Bible study, but, um, I would say that Bible study has been huge and just the people throughout my journey that have just hung with us and, you know, just encouraged us to be better and take the next step. And then speaking of next steps, you've, you've had some difficult circumstances, some difficult situations where you still have taken that next step. 
And so if someone is listening to this episode, which I know a lot of your story that you've already shared is going to help whoever ends up listening to this, but let's say that they're, they're struggling with taking that next step or they're struggling to maybe even reach out and say that they're willing to help with something at church or whatever it is that, that maybe they're hung up on, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, talk to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's an, an over, that's yeah, right. yeah you could Jared. say that about everything. Talk um, to Jared Martin. But seriously, like, I don't, I don't ever feel like I know anything, but if that's something like maybe you need a woman's Bible study, maybe you need a small group, maybe you're like, I have kids and I don't know anything about them, or whatever it is, you know, I don't mind helping, talking and sharing my story, but I don't have all the answers, of course. And mm. so I will just try to lead you in the spot where I feel like someone could help you. Yeah. Um, but I really think <laughs> Jared is a great spot. I mean, he really has pushed me and, you know, been a, when I came back to church um, from having been out so long, he gave me the biggest hug of going, oh, you're back. And mm-hmm. to have like, ah, I just get cry about it all the time. I text him and I said, you make me cry in church because <laughs> just to have someone realize that you've been gone. Yeah. And it's not, know? it's not where have you been? It's we're glad that you're here. Right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. And then having those uh, the, the wise counsel that you can ask questions and, and find guidance in. Yeah. That's something that you say what you've leaned on a lot in your faith journey. Yes, definitely. I mean, just there's always others around you that for me, they know more than me for sure. Right. And just finding people that you can be real with, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Amber, I know that uh, maybe there were some moments in your story that were a little bit difficult to share where myself and everyone that's listening and everyone at Journey is appreciative of you sharing your story and being transparent. I know it's going to help a lot of people. And of course, thank you so much for joining the Behind My Journey podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.